Hello and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope everyone's having a blessed day today. And yesterday I told y'all I've had a lot of emails and requests and just people asking me questions and wanting to get the magnesium brain food. Is a lot of people love that product. It's one of our top selling products. And so I went ahead and did everybody a solid and put it on sale for three days. It's not products of the week. It's nothing like that. I just did it because I had so many people asking me about it. I figured I would put it on sale until Friday for 10% off. And of course, at that price, three cans or more also get you free shipping on your entire order in the United States, of course. And so just wanted to let you guys know that's on the front page of the website, the Magnesium Brain Food on sale right now. And also, too, in other news, this is interesting. I'm very glad to see this. We'll see if it actually does anything now, if it gets any traction. But Florida Governor DeSantis, our governor down here, who has been pretty awake on some stuff. There's a few things that I haven't really been, you know, eye to eye with him on. But for the most part, for a governor, he's done pretty well as far as not coming in and trying to rule by executive decree and forcing people to wear masks and telling people they're going to go to jail or be fine like some of these other nightmarish governors around the country. He is now calling for a full investigation and why people are testing positive for COVID tests that have never even received the test. It says Governor DeSantis has now asked the state's Department of Health to investigate the matter further. He announced it makes no sense whatsoever that people who have never even been evaluated by a practitioner are now receiving confirmed positive test results that are being used to push more lockdowns and mask wearing. He said, for that to come back positive when there's no specimen submitted is extremely problematic. So I've heard it's enough to be concerned about and needs to be investigated. So we'll see. I'm just glad he's talking about this, quite frankly, even if no investigation takes place. Let's be real here. Even if no investigation takes place, because my personal opinion, I think the Florida Department of Health is complicit in this. Just throwing that out there. They may not be, but that's just my opinion. Even if there is no investigation that truly goes out, the fact that you now will start having a vast majority of the Florida populace hear this, talk about this, and start talking to one another about what's going on, including bringing up this topic. Yesterday, I stopped by the Interstate Battery Store. I wanted to get one of the uh, little jump boxes. They're really nice to have in some of the trucks when we're working. You've got the lights on at night and stuff. Just, there's nothing worse than being with a dead battery, let's be honest with you. And so I stopped by the store, and as soon as I walked in, there's this really just overweight, obese, big mouth woman with a mask on arguing with the reps, the, the, the customer store reps, at Interstate. And it's interesting to me because it's three customer service reps there. None of them had masks on. <laughs> and then I see this lady wearing a mask, all bowed up, right when I walk in the door. And I'm like, as soon as I walk, I, mean, I just walk into a crap show. I'll be honest with you. I just walk right into it. And I'm like, oh, boy, here, here we go. Here we go. And so the first thing's out of her mouth, she goes, well, I, I, you guys are going to have to call me back. Nobody's wearing masks here. That's the first thing I hear when I walk in. And I looked at her, I'm Oh, this, this is going to be interesting. And, I'm, and she continues to go on, and the lady goes, well, you know, I, I'm apologizing. We'll be happy to contact you as soon as we get the party. And she goes, are you in the city limits here? 
And the manager goes, no, I'm not in the city limits. There is no mask ordinance here. We're not required to wear a mask. And she starts muddling more stuff. I could barely tell because her face mask was so wet with saliva and stuck to her face. It was rather disgusting. I looked at her. And she goes, oh, I've, I've had like dozen people I know with COVID. This is so deadly. I can't believe anybody is not wearing a mask. And I looked at her and I said, well, if it's that deadly, I highly suggest you stay home. And she looks at me and goes, what? I said, if it's this deadly, I don't even know why you want to be out and about right now. And she goes, well, I have to get this. I said, well, the manager just told you she will call you when the part's in, so I have no idea why you're still here. And she goes, well, you're not wearing a mask either. I'm the biggest one at risk here. And I said, that's a perfect example of why you should stay home. I said, I've already gotten COVID. Then I recovered from it a couple days, felt fine. And she goes, oh, well, I have an autoimmune disorder, and I have this disorder. It starts listing off all this stuff she has. And I look at her and I say, well, I'm going to repeat myself again. It's probably important that you stay home and don't go out and about. And she goes, oh, wait, you call me when the parts are in, and runs out the door and slams the door. And I looked at the manager, the girl manager there, and she goes, wow, I'm glad you came in. This was just nonstop with her. And I said, here's the lunacy behind this. She wants to keep ranting and raving about nobody wearing masks while she's standing here spitting in her own mask in front of you guys while you blatantly, I've heard you tell her twice that you will call her when the part comes in, but yet she's refusing to leave and wants to keep belittling and arguing with you about not wearing a mask. At the same time, she wants to say she has all these health disorders and she's at risk to catch COVID. Here's the million dollar question. Why don't you just stay home and call in and order it online if you're that concerned about your health? And everybody in there was like, yeah, I know. We all feel the same way. We don't even really know what's going on here. And I said, what's interesting about this, and so we have a conversation there, and these guys are actually awake at the store. And I said, here's the troubling part that I have. I said, this is what I really have troubling. I said, we now have a group of doctors that went to Capitol Hill at the beginning of the week and did a full-blown video that circulated around the Internet discussing hydroxychloroquine as a full-blown treatment and cure for COVID with no side effects and had a 100% recovery rate on it. And I said, every single social media outlet has removed that video and or banned the people that have posted I said, does anybody else find that strange to you? And they said, yeah, we've heard about the same thing. They said Donald Trump Jr. basically got banned on Twitter for three days for posting. And I said, yeah. And I said, and Prager University got suspended on Instagram and Twitter. And Breitbart had it pulled down and threatened suspension because they posted the video. Because they're saying it's fake news with 12 credible medical doctors that go on record stating that hydroxychloroquine is basically treating patients with zero side effects whatsoever. And it actually can be used as a treatment before symptoms get bad. They said, yeah, I know. Isn't this something weird going on? I said, this isn't weird going on, guys. I said, this is full-blown fraudulent takeover of the United States of America right in plain sight. And so many people are so blinded by fear and ignorance, they're unwilling to accept and realize what's really going on right now. I said, you have places like the Physicians for Informed Consent that compares COVID-19 to previous seasonal pandemic flu periods. And according to them, the infection fatality rate of COVID-19 is 0.26%. Dr. P.A. Leonidas, a professor of medicine and epidemiology at Stanford University, said the infection fatality rate is close to 0% 
for people under the age of 45 with COVID-19. Obviously, the rates grow older with groups and immune-compromised groups, just like of other respiratory viruses. And this is what we have to look into now, guys, that there is obviously a full-blown, clear-cut takeover of this country. And so... We can no longer sit by idly by. The fact that you have social media giants, every single one in unison, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, all of them pulling down these, this video literally as fast as they can pull it down and then not only pulling it down, censoring and banning people for being able to post or comment for three days. And what's interesting, less than an hour after the frontline doctor's first press conference in Washington, D.C. was censored and removed, they went back to the front steps of the Supreme Court building yesterday for a second press conference. And they went on to say, basically, at the risk of our lives, we are finally coming forward at great personal and professional cost to ourselves. We're tired of seeing patients have issues when there's a treatment and there's a cure. And they go on to say here, we won't be silenced. The First Amendment is first for a reason. We've been told to hide in our houses, wear a mask, and wait for a vaccine. That's not a strategy. Hydroxychloroquine works, and withholding it from patients is downright shameful. And what's interesting about this as well, there's been another research study that came out that I'll pull up here in a minute again. I'll let Dad go and see his thoughts. Another research study's come out discussing the effects of vitamin C and quercetin. Again, I mean, how many research studies about vitamin C curing COVID-19 do we have to see from medical doctors? How many interviews and how many press conferences with medical doctors telling us that there is something going on that we don't know about and that there's multiple options to take care of COVID in older patients, and yet... Nobody wants to talk about it. In fact, they go as far as to full-blown censor it and ban people off Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook as soon as they post comments or videos about this topic. We are seeing the full-blown takeover of the United States of America right in front of our eyes, guys. This is something I would never thought I would see happen this way. You know, we all thought we had different ideas of what we expected to see of the full-blown takeover of the United States. We did. Everybody had their own theories and so forth. But I never expected it to coincide with a full-blown, you know, communist revolutionary takeover like the Bolshevik Revolution, exact same template, at the same time pushing a virus with a .26, basically, uh, death rate. Just just absolutely troubling me, Dad. So what do you think about this right now and the censorship that we're seeing all at the same time with everything else going on behind the scenes? Uh, what I think is I wish I'd have been at the auto parts store with you yesterday. I <laughs> think <laughs> <laughs> you know, the apple didn't fall far from the tree with this deal. And uh, I would have been a little more explicit with her about her health and her personal choices and the things she's done to herself and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, it's just so frustrating to me that these people don't take care of themselves. They sit around and eat their 12,000 calories a day, yeah. suck down their sodas all day long, you know, smoke cigarettes all day or whatever she did for a living or whatever she does. And then they come in there and absolutely pitch a biatch fit. I guess I can say that, you know, at a doggone parts counter that's not even in the city that does not have to wear a mask because she feels though she's at risk because of her lifestyle choices. Now, I can't be any more direct than that. Now, that's what I would have said to her. 
I said, you know, you've allowed yourself to become obese. You've allowed yourself to eat this way. You've allowed yourself to make these choices. And now you come here and try to tell everybody else what to do because you don't want to have the discipline to maintain your own health. Yep. That's what I would have said to her. Now, you know, that's why I wish I'd have been there. Because, I mean, I, I've, I've, I've run into people like this before. And, and the problem is they want to come in and belittle other people for their choices, but they don't want to accept responsibility for their own choices. In other words, she's belittling these guys working behind the counter because they're not wearing a mask. But yet she's not thinking about what she's done to create the health issues that she has for herself. Now, I know I'm being a little redundant here, but that's exactly what I see all of the time. This is why we did that show yesterday. And I ask you guys very specifically, how sick does someone have to get before they start taking responsibility for their own actions? I've seen people literally on their deathbed with hospice having been called who decide at that point to change their diet. I'm not joking, okay? They're like, they're like a week before they're leaving the planet, okay? And all of a sudden they say, oh, by the way, I want to start eating organic. And my response is always, okay, well, you know, whatever you want to do. You know, I'm just happy that you're actually changing your diet now a week before you die. I mean, I don't know what to say. I mean, how do you, how do you respond to that? I mean, how do, you, how do you deal with that? And then the person dies, and then they go, we, they tried a nutritional protocol. It did not work. Well, there was nothing going to work barring a miracle from God Almighty, period. And see, and that's the problem that you run into. You run into people who simply don't want to take responsibility for their own actions. You know, you, I remember we were walking through Lowe's last January, February. I forgot what month it was. Uh, but this is when we both came down with COVID. And there was some guy in there coughing up a lung. He was an employee. <laughs> Act like he was going to die. And, I, we, and we walked through his vapor trail as he was coughing. I called back to Lowe's to talk to the manager and said, what the heck? What the heck? This guy's from here. You, why, is it he, why is he at work? And then you and I both came down with COVID. And, you know, we had, the, we had the cough, we had the sore throat, we had the headache, I mean, a whole bit. And, and, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, we decided, okay, first thing I did, I ran over and got 50,000 milligrams of vitamin C shoved in my veins. And I'm done. I'm not going to take a chance with this stuff because, you know, I'm a lot older than you. And we started really, I started really hammering, and I've been, I've been taking my supplements, but I, I really loaded up on the D3. I mean, I way increased it. I mean, I went up to like 50,000 to 100,000 milligrams a day. I use a day for about three or four days. And you and I both were over it about the same time. It took about three days. It felt horrible. It felt awful. But I never got the fever portion. Because remember, the fever is caused from the cytokine storm. That's what causes the fever. And if you stop the cytokine storm by having the D3 high enough to get the macrophages to work to pick up the viral load, you don't get the fever and all the sick stuff. The fever, the fever is like you have the encephalitic screen from when this, this virus this, – when you have a child who gets an injection like with the MMR vaccine. And all of a sudden, the body's overwhelmed with this invader, and the body sends up all these macrophages to eat this product, to eat this thing up, and the body cannot allow, it doesn't have enough vitamin D to activate the macrophages, which are like little vacuum cleaners. And what happens is they all send up a cytokine flare telling the body that we need more macrophages that have vitamin D3, because we can't activate without D3. Well, that creates a giant inflammation process making a massive fever occur. It's called a cytokine storm. And so when you avoid that, then you don't get the fever. The body's immune system just takes care of it. And see, that's why we've been telling you guys since January, D3, K2, potassium iodide, vitamin C, and zinc all the way through. And plus, I also took astragalus when I had the sore throat. I loaded up on that, which is part of our immune system protocol. And I also hit the black seed oil. Which is the which is the you know the Brower Hagman healthy immune system protocol that's on the website. So all we can do is tell our listeners 
you know, what the best thing to do to increase your immune system is. Now, let me say something else about this very quickly, too. One of the reasons that the doctors on Capitol Hill have been so eviscerated, and I, I don't even want to, I've got to be careful because i got to watch my language on this because I'll say something ugly, is that there are a lot of doctors that are whores. Yeah, you heard that right. I, I said the word whore, but I, I could have said something a whole lot worse than that. They've sold out to the medical-industrial complex. They've sold their credibility, their education, and their literal soul to the medical-industrial complex, the drug companies, because they're on their payroll, and they get paid millions of dollars a year, some of these guys do, to be spokespeople for the medical-industrial complex. Years ago, they asked me to be on Oprah. I told you guys that story. This is back in the 90s, because I had spoken up at a seminar up in... Chicago, Oprah had found out about me, supposedly from her producer. This is what I'm hearing. I mean, I never talked to Oprah. And they basically wanted me to come onto the stage and debate five medical doctors about what I thought was true health care. Right? And I refused. I said, I'm not going to do it. I said, set up. I said, I've already been set up before with these guys coming in and, and doing this to me. I said, I'm not going to do it. I said, let me have one medical doctor. Give us both the list of questions you're going to ask. Let us both prepare. We'll be happy to do it. But I'm not going to go five-on-one. You know, a five-on-one sparring match isn't going to go real well for the one. And so that, I didn't do it. I refused to do the show. Just said, no, I'm not going to do it because there was no upside. They would not give. They told me they would not let me give out an 800 number. This before the web. This, we had no Internet. So there was nothing positive except for me getting eviscerated on national TV. And what they would do, and I've seen them do this before, it doesn't matter if I'm telling the truth. They're going to attack me personally, professionally, or whatever. They're going to bring up all kinds of crazy, weird stuff that has absolutely no relevance whatsoever about anything that I say or my background or my past or my family or whatever. It's always the personal attack is how it goes down because they prep these guys to do this. Been there, done that, bought the T-shirt on this, guys. So what I've learned is if you can get a legitimate playing field, I'm okay with all of that stuff. Otherwise, what's the point? Especially if the medical professionals quote-unquote, the medical doctors who are on that committee against you won't answer the questions, and they only speak in, you know, in little roundabout ways. They won't say, like, if you say to them, why is it that the leading cause of death in the United States in kids, other than accidents, is cancer, age 12 years old and under? They'll say something like, well, there are a lot of variables associated with different types of statistics and analysis that are associating with different types of cancers, and therefore we have bad things that happen to good people every once in a while. And you're like, but you didn't answer the question. You didn't answer the question. And, and that, but I've, I've been there, done that, and that's why I don't do it anymore. That's the same thing. I don't. That's the only reason. That's the other reason I hate doing taped broadcasts unless I know the person doing the show because they'll take little segments of what you say and they will actually. And I've had this happen to me. They'll insert questions into the broadcast that they didn't ask you. And so you answer a question that wasn't asked of you, and it makes you sound like you don't understand the concept or what they're talking about. It's called digital editing. I've had that done to me too. And so that's why a lot of people, including Ross Perot, refuse to do taped interviews. This is one of the reasons that I'm so careful, guys, on who I allow to come on this show with me in Austin. It's one of the reasons we don't take very many guests. Because I don't want to put somebody on here who's going to say something they shouldn't ought to say on a live broadcast and me have to scrap it. And just have to put this – because it's done. I'm not going to edit it. It's going to be gone, which I've done before, by the way. We've had, we've had live broadcasts that I've had to kill 
you just say, okay, erase that, Todd. Just take it out of the archives. We're done with it. Because I'm going to make sure that you guys get the right information. I spoke to John yesterday for quite a bit of time, one of our listeners. And, you know, and I, and I told him, I said, we're going to tell you guys the truth. And he said, well, we, well his, your listeners don't know what we're going to do if you guys get, to get taken off the air because, you know, we really count on you guys for giving us the truth. And see, that means a lot to me. Because if we don't give you guys the truth, if we don't give you, an, you know, basically a, really an objective and sometimes it has to be subjective opinion on things, on how we feel about certain things, you know, who else is going to do that? I mean, who else talks about this stuff? Now, DeSante is also talking about fake statistics that are coming out of our governor here in Florida. DeSante also realizes that you got this medical industrial complex. They're extremely powerful. They control the boards on most college medical classes, most college medical admissions boards. It's like they're they're very, very tight-knit, and they're careful, and they allow certain people to get onto these different boards, and they allow those people to make certain decisions on who they're going to allow into medical school. And they're, they're funny about all of these things, and they don't want dissenting opinions. In other words, when the Rockefeller Rothschild group came in and took over medicine of the United States and did their best to run allopathic medicine, Natur- me, I'm sorry, nutri- naturopathic medicine and also homeopathic medicine out of business. They did it on purpose because they knew they could make a lot of money with drugs. In other words, if you get a vitamin C IV and it costs you a hundred bucks, all right, they'd rather give you, you know, cancer, you know, chemotherapy where that costs you twenty thousand dollars for the treatment. That's that's how they view things. Because remember, you're not a human being. They don't. They see you as an animal at the highest level of our government with these cabalists. They see you as an animal. You know, like, for instance, let me give you an example. You know, I just had three eggs for breakfast. Okay, I didn't think much about the eggs. I didn't think about the fact that they were, a, you know, a, a, a chicken egg and that, you know, it could have made a live chicken. I didn't really think about that because, you know, God gave us the animals after Noah and the flood to eat. So I don't think about eating eggs. I realize how important they are. And they're not fertilized eggs and they're not, I'm not eating chicken embryos. And, you know, that's how I, I don't think much about eggs. That's how they look at you. They see you like as a cattle or an egg. They don't care. They see you as a bed of ants if they want to get rid of you. They don't, they don't care. To them, they've created you through the Kabbalah, through, these, through sex with demons, which is basically what they believe. I've done a show on this. And so you're like a spark of light that's like a subhuman. And so if they want to get rid of you, it's okay with them. They don't care. It doesn't mean anything to them. And, and once you understand that, and you get that through your brilliant brain as one of our listeners and people who listen to this show on a semi-regular basis, and you get the fact that the globalists don't have any interest in promoting you and perpetuating your species, that they want human 2.2 or 2.3. told you about this yesterday. If they inject you with an RNA vaccine and they change you, and you become something else and you're no longer human. Let's say they turn you back into a monkey, which you never came from, but they decided to make you a monkey because evolution is a lie about the monkey thing. So they, they, but they, they decided to create you to make you an ape or a monkey or whatever. God no, no longer recognizes you. That's why you can't take these shots, these RNA shots. That's why you can't take the mark of the beast. That's why the Bible is so clear so that you cannot be saved if you do this. It warns you. Now, I personally believe, and I mentioned this the other day, if they force you on a gurney and they lay you down and they do this, I believe that God will restore you. I really do believe that because you did not willingly take this mark. But we've got Christians all over the planet now and pastors all over the planet who are basically, how should I say this, part of the governmental process or whatever, who are telling their parishioners to take the COVID shot as soon as it gets out. 
They're telling you to take this RNA vaccine. They're wanting you to take it willingly. Guys, don't do that. Just don't do that. It's not something that's going to be good for you. It's not. Why would you intentionally take the mark of the beast? Now, we may be taken off to a concentration camp or an isolation system. It's like Austin said, we have a full-blown takeover of our government right now. And Donald Trump's just, you know, watching it happen. And he's a figurehead. He's like a puppet on a string. People say, well, he, will he be reelected? Well, if the military-industrial Mossad-Israeli complex wants him back in, since they control the computers and also control the voting machines, the die machines, he'll get back in. If they want to keep him around to rebuild the third temple, they'll keep him in. If they want to keep him around because his son-in-law is a Kabbalist and he's in the White House, and his daughter-in-law is a Kabbalist and they're in the White House, they'll keep him in. It doesn't make any difference. You know, if the voting really matter, they would let us do it. I'm, I'm telling you, whoever they want to put in, if they want to put a you know, sleepy Joe weirdo pervert in, they'll put him in. But I don't think they will. I think Trump's going to win because he's doing everything that he needs to do, including giving huge portions of the Palestinian land to Israel with an executive order. Like, he has the right to do that. I mean, it was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. But yet, and then we've got, yesterday we had the bar attorney general stuff going on, and he's being questioned by Nadler, who is dual Israeli citizen Nadler. I mean, why didn't Barr ask Nadler, is it true, Mr. Nadler, that you're a dual Israeli citizen? How does that make you feel when you have different loyalties in different countries and you're sitting here on this committee? I would have asked him that question. That's what I would have said. Not even promptly run off. Remember, and, I, and if I had been Nadler, I'd have asked Barr, what about Ruby Ridge? What about Randy Weaver? What about the fact that you defended the guys who blew Randy Weaver's wife's head off while she was holding her baby? How about that? You got them off. Why, why did you do that? That's what I would bring up. See, they don't do that because those topics are verboten. You can't talk about those. You can't talk about them. can't do it. And now we see right now that they've come out, and one of the top medical doctors has said that suicide risks are much worse than COVID risks because we have so many people killing themselves because of social isolation now all over the country. And another study just came out and said that smoking is going back to the roof again. People are starting to smoke again because of the problems associated with the COVID and the stress of being socially isolated. I mean, it was on the Wall Street Journal this morning. It says, cigarette smoking makes comeback during the coronavirus pandemic. Now, why would that do that? Why would the nicotine do that? Why would they want to get, why would buyer people getting back on nicotine? Well, you got to realize this nicotine that goes into your body is at least as difficult to give up as heroin, period. The side effects of nicotine can affect the heart, hormones, and gastrointestinal systems. And some studies suggest that nicotine may improve memory and concentration. And what you don't understand is nicotine releases dopamine. And everybody is like getting stuck at home and they're getting depressed and they're trying to self-medicate. And what they do is they basically, you start, a lot of these guys go back to smoking cigarettes again. Why? Because it elevates dopamine, which is a feel-good chemical. And it's unbelievably hard to get off of once you get a get, get hold of it. It causes a sense of euphoria, euphoria, raised alertness, sensation of being relaxed all at the same time. This is why they gave the boys in World War II cigarettes to smoke yep. while they were fighting. This is why they gave them in their doggone kits. They got cigarettes. This is why so many people came back from World War II addicted to cigarettes. It causes also reduced anxiety. But what it also does, it massively decreases blood flow. And it massively increases the risk of different types of diseases and stroke and heart attacks and, 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 and. But now we have people going to smoking because they're so depressed on what's happening in the world right now. 
Guys, let me say something to you again. Greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. Guys, we have Jesus Christ, the author, the finisher, the perfecter of our faith. He told us this kind of stuff was going to happen. Don't be surprised by this. Just keep your eyes focused on him. He is our deliverer, and he will get us through this. Austin, what do you think? Well, that's really well said with it. And, I mean, they've also shown, too, that the alcohol sales are through the roof as well right now. I was reading another article about that the other exactly. day, and they said because now the bars are closed, you know, for a lot of times, even people that were recreational drinkers, what they do on a Friday or Saturday night? A lot of people do. They go out to the bar, they go out to restaurants, they go out with some friends, they go out with some family, they go out with their wives, they have a couple drinks, and that's the extent of it in most cases. Well, now you have people that they don't have that one or two day a week outlet to go socialize anymore because everything's closed. So now what do you do? Oh, well, you go buy a bottle now. Instead of going to the bar, going to the restaurant, now you buy a bottle and you bring it home. What happens when you bring a bottle and you bring it home? You drink all of it. Then what happens when you got to go buy more? Oh, well, I need to go buy another bottle. I already went through another bottle. Now they're seeing that alcohol sales are like almost an all-time high in the United States right now. And the same thing Dad said with the tobacco products. I saw that the other day, too. They are saying that nicotine sales, and or not nicotine, tobacco sales are like at an all-time high in the United States right now. So you have two of some of the wealthiest companies big alcohol and big tobacco in the United States now, raking in billions of dollars more in revenue every single month. Probably not every single month, but the gross year. And so they know what they're doing with this. This isn't an accident. At the same time, all these bars and all these little restaurants and all these stores that have been shut down, open, shut down, open, shut down, open, are basically about to be done. And somebody asked me the other day, they said, you know, why did they shut down the bars. Why didn't, I mean, you know, restaurants are still open, gyms are open, everything's open. It's like churches and bars are shut down. Okay, that, that, that's, that's an odd anomaly, but okay. The reason why is this. The bars are a place that people actively socialize and talk about different topics. The bars are also an outlet for people, and on top of that, the bars are a huge revenue generator for the economy. You have the bar itself, you have the bartenders, you have individuals that go to the bar, you have everybody involved in basically the economic issues. That's the same thing with restaurants. Servers and bartenders make up a huge portion of the economic engine in the United States when it comes to actual economy and cash flow. And it's also almost always cash. People a lot of times pay at restaurants and pay in bars in cash. That's why the restaurants are still massively restricted but you can still go to them, but the bars are closed. They want to try to shut down as much of the economy as they can. I saw, in, uh, somebody sent me an um, email, a post yesterday. There's a, a bar, it's a big country bar out in Tampa. Been there for years, ever since I can remember, even back when I was in college. Really nice, really upscale, really good security. It's called the Dallas Bull. I mean, I'm not recommending you go to the bar, but they have a lot of different stuff there. They have big line dance contests. It's not just a bar. There's a big, huge event area. They have huge concerts there, country concerts. They have now started a GoFundMe page to try to bring in, hopefully, enough revenue to pay the overhead cost and the mortgage on the building while they're shut down right now until they can reopen and start generating some money. Because they've been shut down, forcibly shut down again in the state of Florida. Well, the problem is nobody realizes, even though you're shut down, your bills don't go away. 
It's kind of like saying, if you lose your job, oh, it's fine. If you lose your job, you're fine. You don't have any bills. Your mortgage doesn't go away. Your car payment doesn't go away. Your monthly credit card statements, your electric bill, your water bill, your maintenance on the home, it doesn't all go away when you lose your job. And so now a lot of these small bars and a lot of these big places, they're shutting down. They're going to be shut down for good. You do this to the economy for another couple, two to three months, you will effectively ruin this economy. And capitalism was so aggressive, and this is America, and people want to work, and they opened everything back up a couple months ago, and all of a sudden everything bounced right back. and said, man, that was a two-month hiatus. That was horrible. All right, we're bouncing back again. All of a sudden everything started bouncing back. Well, then they had to cook the books. Then they had to run the numbers up. Then they had to start doing COVID testing and telling people they're positive that never even got tested and telling people that they died from COVID that died in motorcycle and car accidents and suicides. Yeah, of course they did that because they had to scare everybody back into submission again because everybody had enough of it. Well, guess what, guys? It's time for us to no longer deal with this anymore, and it's time for us to have enough of it. Go to work. Make your money. Open your church. They're talking about in California. They're, they're trying to shut power and water off the churches now. New Jersey, I talked to you guys about it yesterday. They went in with a doggone police team because the guy in New Jersey had a gym open. Where are we going to draw the line with this, guys? We already see what the doctors are saying with COVID now. We already see the mortality rates minimal. We already see that there's aspects even in the medical field like hydroxychloroquine with zinc that works effective. We already see that the vitamin intravenous vitamin C and oral vitamin C microdosing it throughout the day pretty much knocks out this virus. We already see all that. These, this is no longer conspiracy theory. These are full-blown facts that have been proven in numerous research studies and shown in cohorts all across the country now and in other countries as well. So that's the next question. Where do we draw the line in the sand? Because I'm talking to people all across the board now that in person, they've had enough of it. And then, of course, you get the typical person that doesn't want to be responsible for themselves at all or any of their life decisions, and they want to defer that responsibility onto everybody else. Best believe that's what this is about, guys. When you run into individuals like I did yesterday, the obese lady wearing the mask, spitting and yelling and getting her mask dripping, soggy wet, while she demanded all of us are basically putting her at risk. While she's, he's, it was a disgusting picture. I can't even, I'm not even going to describe it any further to you guys. It's disgusting. And you're sitting there looking at her with her mask sopping wet while she's spitting in it. And she's all mad at everybody else that we're not wearing masks and yelling about all these different diseases she has. The root problem with this is exactly what I said yesterday. Individuals like that have been so conditioned that it is not their responsibility for any single event that has ever happened to them. It is everybody else's fault. It is not their problem of 300 pounds. It is not their problem they're on 10 medications. It is not their problem they're sick all the time. It is not their problem that they're broke. It is not their problem that they're angry and mad. It is everybody else's problem but their own. So they come into stores where people are trying to shop freely, unmolested on their way, and still conduct business and make money and give a good for a service. And they're going and they want to try to force everybody else to capitulate to their demands because they don't want to take responsibility for their actions that they've gotten involved in. And no, they wouldn't possibly say, oh, you know what? I may be at risk. I should be responsible and say, hey, you know what? I'm just going to stay at home. I'm going to order stuff online.
online and have it delivered to me. No, 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 they don't want to do that. They don't want to be inconvenienced by staying at home. They don't want to be inconvenienced by changing their diet. They don't want to be inconvenienced by taking vitamin C and D3. They don't want to be inconvenienced by having anybody even question what they tell them. They want to walk around, do whatever they want to do, and force everybody else into compliance and have zero consequences for their actions. Well, I can tell you, this is America, and as long as I still have breath and this dad has breath, I will speak my mind when I go somewhere, and I will stand my ground on these topics, and it's very difficult for me to run into a person these times that I do not have a very legitimate rebuttal back at them. And a lot of times I try to be cordial, I'll be honest with you, unless it starts getting really, really berserk. And in most cases, when you start seeing people that are that disgusting, I just simply give them a real direct piece of my mind, and there's usually no rebuttal, and they run off and storm out like they did. That's why the confrontation didn't last that long, because she realized when I start speaking facts, there is no more arguing, and I'm not one of the employees that's bound by some terms and conditions to maintain some level of compliancy and friendly atmosphere for the customers, and I don't have to be friendly, and I can escalate it as far as I want to escalate it. And here's the thing, if you get in that situation, have facts. There's nothing more annoying than getting in an argument with somebody that only wants to scream and yell as a form of their, their way of trying to convince you. No, if you have a legitimate thought about something, bring me a factual argument. And I will have a rebuttal, or I will look in both ways and say, oh, that's interesting. I can see how you believe that. But just screaming and yelling and saying, you're sick and you have an autoimmune disorder while you continue to tell everybody else they need to wear a mask, while your mask is sopping wet with saliva, and then run out the door, you literally just played yourself. So again... Stand up for what's going on, guys. Continue to speak the truth. There's so much stuff going on right now. And at the same time, we continue to say, we're not going to deal with this and we're not going to deal with that. No, we're, this is it for me. This is it. I'm done. I'm, I am literally done. I'm passed out on this. I'm not going to comply anymore with this. We did some stuff. You know, we tried to comply with stuff before. We never shut down the business, but we were still like, okay, you know, let's not go in too many places. Let's try to prevent this. We already know now the whole thing's BS. We already know that. The virus is real, just like every other virus that you get exposed to on a daily basis in the form of dozens and dozens of different viruses. Very real? Yes, absolutely. Is your body designed by God, our creator, to fight those viruses? Absolutely, 100%. But here's the thing that I've already said, and I'm continuing to see now across the world. I'm seeing people bring this up on social media. There's something going on with the 5G towers. The dizziness, the headaches, the sore throat. All of these side effects basically coincide also with what? Microwave radiation poisoning. Now, I'm not saying that these towers are doing that. I'm saying the research was published last week in PubMed.gov discussing how 5G radiation causes COVID-19 viruses to basically be formed from the cell nuclei in the body. And what happened to that article? Oh, that's right. It was fully withdrawn. And everybody that's reposted it on social media has had their social media account blocked or banned or suspended. Hmm, isn't that odd? Isn't that odd that we see that going on right now? Then I saw another video from a lady in uh, Sweden, Sweden. 
and she said one of her best friends is a doctor, and she said the doctors had been told formally when the patients come in with shortness of breath and dizziness, do not put them on oxygen. Give them a painkiller and another medication. And basically, if they do not respond to those two medications, put them on a ventilator. And she goes, we know from basic hospital training, the first thing that you do with anybody that comes in with shortness of breath is you put them on oxygen. That is like hospital etiquette 1.0, I mean, you don't even have to be anybody in the medical field to know you put somebody on O2 if they're having shortness of breath when they come into the hospital. But they're not doing that. Why? Because there's something else going on. They're intentionally trying to make this go. And now we hear these topics that are brought up now. They're saying, no, this isn't going to be a, a seasonal virus now. It's going to be continual. Then you hear Bill Gates say, we're getting multiple, multiple doses of this vaccine. Like Dad said, if this thing does change your DNA, which it appears that it does, if this is an RNA-based vaccine, which Moderna was known for making and actually working on and trying to test and never getting FDA approval until Bill Gates came in and handed the millions of dollars, and then the FDA said, okay, we'll let you skip ferret, skip primate trials. You're not even going to have to do those. We're going to let you go right into phase one human trials with an RNA-based vaccine. We have no idea what's going to do to you long term. You kidding me right now? Are you joking me right now? Even from the, even as corrupt as the FDA is, I'm like, do you guys have no bounds? Does your hypocrisy know no bounds in the FDA any longer? You really going to allow this to go on? And then go Bill Gates bumbling buffoon sits there and likes to sip his coffee and pretend like he's the leading head director of the World Health Organization, which I don't even respect that man. And Bill Gates isn't even that, but he wants to get on all these national televisions and speak his mind about what everybody has to do in America. People are going to have to have multiple doses. Nothing's going to go back to normal until you get multiple doses of this vaccine. Excuse me? I didn't elect you. I don't even respect you. You're basically a, a computer geek that made money by the Rothschild banking cartel funded you and then got into vaccines and testing them all over the world and killing and maiming hundreds of thousands of children in countries like India and Africa to the point that India threw you out and filed basically complaints of crimes against humanity on you. Oh, yeah, no one was talking about that still going on right now in India court, trying to get that pushed in basically some type of world court on him. No one was talking about that. Here's what they're trying to do with this vaccine, in my opinion, and Dad called it. They have to do multiple doses of this vaccine to really get the, vac the DNA to stick, to change. Remember in the last movie, The Born Supremacy, they're dealing with the patients. They said they have to viral them out. We talked about this the other day. They give them these medications, and they give them these drugs, and they give them a virus. And he goes, what, what happened with this? She goes, well, we actually got that to stick. We viraled you out with that medication. And he goes, was that when I got that, that random flu and I almost died? She goes, yeah, that was it. We basically were giving you the drug, and we gave you the virus to make the drugs permanent in your body. You will not have that cognitive, or excuse me, you will not have that physical decline. We locked that into your genetic code. We viraled you out. They talk about it blatantly in the movie how they do it. The problem that nobody realizes is it can go both ways. It can go with making super soldiers, like in that movie, and it can also go with making you unbelievably sick and dependent on Big Pharma. Now, I can pretty much guarantee you right now, the last thing 
that the pharmaceutical vaccine industrial giant global banking complex plans on doing is making 7 million super soldiers that are incredibly smart, agile, and very, very active and alert on what's going on. That's not going to (laughs) happen. They're going to make people very dumbed down, complacent, and ability to control as easily as possible so they can make them good little worker bees if you survive the viraling out of this vaccine that they're doing. Remember, Moderna already had a severe vaccine reaction rate of 20%, 20% that needed medical intervention from the vaccine. At 330 million people in this country, that's over 60 million people if you ran those clinical numbers the same way on a gross U.S. scale. 60-plus million people would have to have medical intervention from the side effects of this vaccine. You could not even fathom the level of hospital overrun that would happen. You think we're having a couple issues right now? 60 million people having to have medical intervention? They would die, obviously. This is what we're seeing right now. Speak your mind and know the truth about this vaccine. If you really decide after the research of what's going on right now, you really truly want to get injected with this vaccine, it's your right to do so. But do not, under any circumstances, do it because somebody's telling you you have to do it. Because that brings me up to my next topic that is very quite troubling. And as we have seen now, This is probably where this is going to go. The medical journal, basically, this was published on Big League Politics. It was published like two weeks ago. An article in the New England Journal of Medicine has now suggested that substantial penalties be used to enforce compliance in taking the upcoming COVID-19 vaccine, including loss of employment. The journal published an article on June 26 titled Ensuring Uptake of Vaccines Against SARS-CoV-2. It's interesting about this. Nobody's been talking about this hardly at all. They suggested that the suspension of employment would be a less coercive manner of enforcing vaccine compliance than fines or other criminal penalties. The report states that state mandates should not be structured as compulsory vaccination, absolute requirements by force of basically fining or jail time. Instead, non-compliance should incur a penalty because of the dangerousness of this virus, including employment suspension, substantial penalties should be justified. Neither fines nor criminal penalties should be used. However, fines disadvantage the poor and criminal penalties invite legal challenges. Both are bad public health policy for COVID-19. The authors of the report are particularly perturbed that fewer than half of the Americans plan to get the COVID-19 vaccination. So what they're saying is here, what they want to do is say, okay, listen, you don't have to get the vaccine. You don't have to get it. We're not going to fine you. We're not going to jail you. We're not going to go door to door and shoot you. We're not going to do that, guys. Listen, we're not going to do that. But in order to maintain your job, you're going to have to get the shot, which means they're going to go in and probably give some type of fine or some type of disincentive or some type of licensing removal of a company that allows people to work without getting the vaccine. Kind of like they're already doing right now for people that come in a store and refuse to wear a mask. If the health department catches you, they come in and find the store and take your license if you get multiple fines. Oh, isn't, isn't that funny? 
Isn't that funny how they're already doing that right now? How the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms has nothing else to do that they have coupled with the health department to go into bars and restaurants and make sure that those bars and restaurants are staying in compliance with face masks right now or else the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms basically gives them a fine and penalty through the health department. Isn't that ironic how that's working right now? So what is going to stop them from then coming in and saying, listen, you don't, you don't have to get the vaccine. The population does not have to get the vaccine. We're not going to force anybody to get the vaccine. Trust me, we're not going to do that. But if you want to work at Geico or you want to work at 7-Eleven or you want to work at an insurance company or you want to work for this company, you know, they're probably going to require the vaccine. They're going to require you to get it, and they're not going to allow you to keep your job unless you don't get it. At the same time, the same people, including the health department and Bureau of Alcohol, Tobaccos, and Firearms and Explosives, are going to be saying, listen, if you do not keep a full roster of everybody working for you and that they have full vaccine compliance, we're going to come in and start fining you for every single person until they all get their vaccines or you fire them. Wow. Wow, did we not see this coming or what? And the face mask is and will be a very, very basic and easy, submissive gesture to keep people in compliance. As I have said, getting people ready for a vaccine to roll out in order to control the populace through DNA changing via an RNA vaccine, Dad. You know, Austin, you know, this show today went by really fast. We're almost out of time. I mean, this is one of those shows that basically will go down the annals of the Ted and Austin Brower show as being about as most direct as we can get. Uh, you know, we have to deal with something here in the United States, and it's basically the normalcy bias that so many people have and the brats that we've raised as children. Now, I'm not going to pick on anybody because I've got one right now that's basically being kind of out there. And so, and I've gone through with a lot of kids and stuff because I have four children. You have to, they all have to make their own choices, make their own minds up. But a lot of parents don't even try to teach their kids in the way they should go. They don't even try. I remember one time I was on a tram at the Biltmore State and we were going up to see the house and have lunch there and we'd left and we got on another tram and some lady got into the, with the tram with like a 14, 15 year old daughter and she started screaming and yelling and cussing at her mom in the tram that was packed. And hollering and carrying on, just I mean, just making a complete spectacle of herself, the 14-year-old. And the mom didn't say a word to her. Just walked in the back, just let the kids scream and yell at her. Finally, I just started laughing. And I just looked at her, started laughing, just turned my head, just kept laughing. And she looked at me and she goes, what are you doing? And he's like, you're laughing at me. He starts screaming at me. And I looked at her. And now, now the whole tramps turn around watching me. And I looked at her I said, you know, obviously you haven't been raised right. Obviously, you've never been disciplined. Obviously, you're an unbelievable, hysterical brat. And I said, you just need to shut up. How about that, little brat? And she's, and she got quiet. And that next stop, basically, they got off. The mom and the daughter got off. And when they got off, the entire group of people in the tramp started applauding me which I thought was kind of odd. And they said, thank you, thank you, thank you for shutting her up. And I'm like, well, guys, I said, obviously she didn't get raised properly. Here's the problem we're doing. We're not raising little Americans properly. We're sitting back and we're allowing tyranny to take our country by the throat. This giant vampire squid 
that's wrapped its tentacles around the planet is systemic though our entire governmental structure. I said something years ago when I was talking about the government and Hillary Clinton and all the rest and all the stuff she knew with the Podesta files. And I said if Hillary Clinton were exposed and the people that she was involved with came down with all of the files that she had on all of these different people, the entire government would collapse. And many people called me up and they said, that's an overstretch, that's hyperbole. I said, no, it's not. I said, this is that bad. Now, these same people, many of them are listeners to the show, are saying, wow, we thought you were exaggerating that. And that's not, wasn't true, but it is true. You're right. This is systemic through the entire governmental structure and through a lot of the pointees that are in there. You know, now Fauci supposedly really well loved by the American population, which I don't believe. And Trump's complaining that nobody likes him, but everybody loves Fauci. Well, I hate to tell you, bud, nobody likes Fauci at all. Fauci's a nightmare. Nobody trusts Fauci. So we've got to be vocal about what we believe and what we don't believe. We have to be willing to tell the truth. I mean, look at look at like right now. Remington files bankruptcy again for the second time in two years after being hit with additional lawsuits over the Sandy Hook shootings. I mean, it's unbelievable this is happening in the United States. We, we just don't want to even think about the fact that we have all of this stuff happening all around us. The Ron Paul Institute just came out. I'm posting all these stories on, on Health Masters. Now we're coming out with a Fed coin, a new scheme for tyranny and poverty. It was overturned, but they want to come out with a Fed coin, full digital currency like cryptocurrency. They want to do that. Madonna finally told the truth, and she said that basically they have already had a vaccine for coronavirus and that basically they're holding it back from the general population. Madonna actually told the truth. She's right. Israel came out back in January, February, and said, we reported on this show, and I think we're the only show that reported, that they already had a vaccine for coronavirus for the, you know, COVID-19. Well, that's because it was developed in advance of the release. Just thought I'd mention that. And so we have to give you know, a, a look at what's happening here. I mean, right now, right now in Europe, the EU says it's not allowing any American tourists in anytime soon. Why? Because we're still shutting down the economy to prevent hyperinflation. And now voters are starting to doubt Trump's re-election chances. You know, guys, I'm going to tell you this like I told you at the beginning of the show. If Trump does what he's supposed to do, he's going to get re-elected because they control the voting machines. If he doesn't do what he's supposed to do, he won't get re-elected. That's just how it all works in this weird life that we now have in the United States of America that's been taken over by the Kabbalists and these Luciferians. I mean, this communism, if you want to call it that, which is really being kind to them because it's satanic in nature, is a cancer that's got to be removed. I mean, it has to be cut out. We have to go out and tell these people no more. We're not going to put up with it anymore. Because remember, they're now disclosing that we have UFOs flying around. Okay, They're openly talking about it, openly talking about spaceships and fleets of ships and all kinds of other stuff the government is and how these craft are from off-world technology. All right? they're, they're talking about it now openly. Well, I've been telling you guys for years that the Bible is very clear that we have people from other planets <laughs> or other dimensions, people that aren't around from around here visiting us. The Bible talks about it very clearly. The Luciferians have understood that for a long, long time, and they've sacrificed these interdimensional entities to gain power here. I've talked about that on this show many, many, many times. Well, you know, guys... These people are trying to remake the earth in their image of their master, Lucifer, the fallen one. Because they hate you, they hate me, they're jealous of us because we're made in God's image. They hate God, so they're trying to destroy everything God created. To try to basically prove some stupid cosmological intergalactical point that they can do whatever they want to do. 
But I got something to tell them right now. The blood of Jesus covers us, and you may not touch us. Though you walk around as a roaring lion seeking those whom you may devour, you may not devour us because we are covered by the blood of the Lamb. And we are protected. And Christians need to understand this as an aggregate. You know, we got Christians now putting signs out in front of their church. You know, Jesus died on the cross. You can wear a mask. What the heck does that have to do with Jesus dying on the cross? All these stupid compliance issues. They're trying to force you into the mold of the government. Whenever the government tells you to do something that's contrary to the word of God, you don't have to listen. I'm just letting you know that up front. Romans doesn't apply to that. You can't be aborting babies because the government said it's legal. It's not okay. So we have to follow what the word of God says. Because you and I and Austin, our families, we were bought at a price by the blood of the Lamb. God had enough of this mess and fixed it. He inserted Jesus Christ into the timeline, an exact representation of himself, to basically provide a sacrifice or a frequency change, an energetic field, whatever you want to call it if you're not a Christian, in order to allow us to come back to God through Christ and to reconcile us, to get the virus out of our system, to allow us to be one with God through the Holy Spirit. Guys, it's beautiful what he did for us. And Christians need to take hold of it and realize that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Austin, what do you think, bud? That's really well said, bud. And again, thank you for the continued support of Health Masters. Thank you for getting this information out there. Feel free to sign up for our free weekly newsletter. I encourage it. We've got a lot of different special stuff we send out. We send the radio show out every day on it. So again, thank you for the support. And continue, guys, to stand your ground on this. Continue to just live life enjoy it you know time is short it goes by so fast and enjoy it and that's what they're trying to do they're trying to take everyone's peace and joy away from them don't let them do that enjoy your life stand your ground and speak your mind i appreciate the support thank you for taking care of healthmasters.com the magnesium brain food on sale right now for the next two days check it out website healthmasters.com have a blessed safe awesome night and we'll talk to you again tomorrow 